This is technically Bibliovile, what is usually a terrible book exchange podcast between a wife and her husband is going to be postponed for a couple weeks while we just like sit here and talk. For this episode of Bibliovile, Mick and Susan Redneck. Sorry, guys. Welcome. Oh, I, was, I thought I was going to do it. Welcome. Welcome to kind of, sort of, Bibliovile, the terrible book exchange in which we didn't have time this week to actually read our books, uh, and so we haven't, and so we're going to do something a little bit different just to release a little mini-sode so that we don't leave both of you hanging in the wind. Got to get that good, good content. Oh, you got to sling that tent. Mm-hmm. You got to pitch that tent. It's just, like, so important to consistently release content. Hashtag brand. It's all about branding. If there's one thing that people want from the hashtag brand of Bibliovile, it's reliable content. Exactly. That's what the our fan expects of us. I know. We Charles just needs his fix of hearing your voice every week. Hi, Charles. I love you. You're the best. He's pretty great. You're the best. That was the guy in the back. He's he's just like in his car being like, you're the best too, Mick. Charles, were you? He was. Were you? I know Charles. He was. Yeah. That chuckster. Anyway. Always chucking. Anyway, what we're going to do instead of reading an actual book and sharing that book is we're going to give you a quick update on the books that we are reading and how it's going so far. And I feel like this will also add to the explanation of why we're not releasing a real episode this week when I tell you that my book is 600 pages long. Mick explicitly complained last time that I got him a long book because it was 350 pages long. Yeah, well, that's less than half of it. Uh, meanwhile, mine is less than 100, but I didn't read it. Surprise. At least I didn't skip it this time. I yeah. Just... Well, <laughs> to be fair, it's fall travel season for Susan, and Mick is coaching junior high volleyball, so we've got some commitments. Yeah, Mick already doesn't do the his job, so... Um, the book that I am reading this week is I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends, assumably a colon, Confession of a, Confessions of a Reality Show Villain by Courtney Robertson with Deb Bayer, who is apparently a Bachelor uh, finalist. She winner. was the winner. Yeah, she won her season. I did not watch that season. Um, but the Bachelor was Ben Flajanic, and she was the villain and the winner, which is not normally a combination of things that people are on not, The Bachelor. You wouldn't believe this, but their relationship has not panned out. No. Because The Bachelor is a stupid show and bad and awful. I had thought about getting you a long, long time ago, like probably over a year ago. I had thought about getting you the biography of a former Bachelorette on named Andy Dorfman, and hers is called It's Not Okay. And I was looking for that, and then I found this one, and I decided that this one would be better. Okay. Uh, so far, it's, it reminds me a lot of American Psycho. So we'll go with that. I'll explore that in more detail. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, when we actually record our real episode sometime soon. I am reading 1632 by Eric Flint. It's a lot. It's a lot of pages. It's a lot of plot. It's just a lot. Nice. I'm good I could help you out there. Or I'm glad I could help you out there. Mm. In terms of real books that we are reading currently, we took a trip down to a little small bookstore in Iowa City. Called Prairie Lights. Called Prairie Lights. It was very, very nice. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and I can't wait to visit cool. again. And I got a couple of good books 
The one I am currently reading is Why the Civil War is Still Important by David McCullough, who is a pretty good uh, uh, Civil War author. I have a book on inequality yet to read. And then Drew McGarry's The Hike uh, is on my list as well. I have heard that is very good, and I have not started it yet. And finally, I have one more that I'm currently standing up to get by China Melville. I believe that's how you spell it, uh, or say it, called October, the story of the Russian Revolution. So three nonfictions and one fiction. Uh, I'm turning into a dad already. Yeah. Um, I got a fiction book called Behold the Dreamers that's supposed to be very good. And then I also got a nonfiction book called Stamped from the Beginning that is supposed to be very, very good. It was the, um, oh my gosh, Bolter. I can't remember. No, not the Pulitzer. It won a big book award this year. Hugo. No, none of those are ringing Hugo. a bell. I don't, I don't think this is going to help. I don't think it's going to help. Slow Joe Crow comes. Name book awards at me. It won an award this Oscars. year. It won an Oscar. You're right. You got it. Good job. I'm also reading the first Harry Potter book. What? Because um, I needed something to read that was on my Kindle when I was on the road, so I started reading the first Harry Potter book. Uh, you want the one version in Spanish that you gave me? And what else am I reading? I think that's about it. Oh, I finished a book about running a marathon called How to Lose a Marathon to set myself up to lose my marathon in a week and a half. Yeah, very exciting about mm -hmm. that. So that's what we're currently reading. I like my book so far. But we thought for this little mini-sode, uh, what we could do is take a look back. It's been over a year now since we've started the the constant release schedule. It's been over like a year and a half since it's we released. It's been almost yeah, two years since we started Bibliobile. Yeah, but we had a very spotty re release for the first mm -hmm. couple times. And then we started a, a regular release. It's been about a little over a year and several months since we did that. And over two years since we started reading bad books, but not recording a podcast. So we thought we might look down <clears throat> some of the list of uh, uh, books. I had to go back and look to see. And most of these things feel like they were yesterday, and I'm still mad about having them picked out for me. But some of them I've completely forgotten already. Yeah, some of them we completely forgot. So we took a big yawn. Great audio, great radio. Mm -hmm. Good job. Thank you for that. I'm sorry. I'm so sleepy. And then we uh, uh, we picked four books. One, the worst of the worst. One, the least bad that we have written. The most forgettable and the most unforgettable. So I wasn't very good at just picking one for each. So I have multiples. You're like a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to share this insight into high schoolers for you guys who don't hang out with high schoolers. You could be like, on a scale of one to five, how good is topic X? And they'd be like, uh, like a three and a half. And you'd be like, no, scale of one to five. And they'd be like, well, it's kind of between a three to four. It's a three and a half. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how good is this thing? Uh, like a six and a half. Like, they always want to pick, they can't pick just one thing. They always want to pick between two things every time. I just hope wanted us to have more things to talk about. I read a lot of memorable I books. Read a, I've read a lot of Octobers. We're hunting for them. Alec Baldwin can get it. Anyway, Nick, what was your worst of the worst? My worst of the worst remains the third book you got me on this podcast. Midnight, Midnight Sins. Sins. Unreadable. Unthinkaboutable unfinishable i do not know how you ever went through it again because you eventually had to read it it is and i like i don't think that by going back i could be like wow i was really just unprepared for biblioval 
No, it was just undoable. I thought you were gonna say the Ann Coulter book. That no, that I don't even consider that a book. I consider that a hate speech. So <laughs> fair. Um, so Midnight Sins, the original that you guys have since read again with each other without me. Yeah. As a one of your like several birthday presents, uh, which you did in episode thirty, the pirate situation. Uh, I don't know how you guys did it because I remember back just in that very first scene at the 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 dance. Yeah. The social event. And I'm just like, what is happening? Nothing and also everything. And then you died and this whole thing wasn't worth anything and immediately knew I wasn't doing it. My my most standout memory of that book experience was we were in our Ames apartment and you were sitting in the chair and I, I was getting ready to go to bed and I came over to smooch you and you would not smooch me because you had just read a sex scene in Midnight Sins and you did not want anything to do with it. Yeah, I did not want to color the experience of smooching you with the, the attachment to Midnight Sins sex grossness. It's but pretty gross. What is your worst of the worst, Sue? My two, since I'm a high school student that can't decide, Choosers of the Slain. <laughs> First book. And The Grimrose Path. Oh, The Grimrose Path. That one made me furious. I hated that book so much. You've tried to get me that book several times now. Like, maybe not the same exact book, but the gist of the book yeah. several times you've tried to get me. And I haven't found one that's as bad. Eve of Chaos, you tried to get me, where she's not the biblical Eve, but she is dating both the biblical Cain and the biblical Abel. Oh my god, I hated that book so much. Man. It made me so angry. I went on a little string of not finishing books for a while. Yeah, you did. Well, they were bad. Like, that's really the bad. point. The whole point of the podcast Since is that when? they're bad books. So, okay, so what are, what were some of your least bad books? My least bad book that I chose one, because that was what we decided to do, was it was called Midnight, which is the most generic term ever. But that's the one where it's a post-apocalyptic book, and they're trying oh, yeah. to create a little town for themselves, and there's problems, and the doctor comes along. And, and it really just... Not to get too blue, but it really filled my niche. Oh, and you know how sometimes you need your niche filled? I do. And I'm just like a sucker for post-apocalyptic, trying to make civilization happen, building a town slowly but surely fiction. And this one really fit that bill. And then in the end, it turned out there were shifters. I always so, love it when they're turned out to be shifters in the end. It's that, my favorite subcategory of bibliovile. That could be like a bibliovile motto. Yeah. They're turned out to be shifters. <laughs> um, Mine were Hip Check, the hockey, hockey sex, sex book. book. That was a good one. I also legitimately liked the Leslie Langtry books, the uh, the assassin the family. No, I okay. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast because you got me a Leslie Langtry. Uh-huh. I shot you, babe. Yeah. Where it's a hitman family, and he dates a lady, and it, he goes to Mongolia to wrestle. Yeah. And I told you about them, and then I got you a sequel to it. Or... You did when we did our sequels episode. You got me guns will keep us together. Yeah, a prequel. Yeah. And. She read it and she didn't mind it that much. And then I came back and she was sick and sitting there reading her Kindle. I'm like, what you reading? And she's like, I shot you, babe. And I said, the bad book you got me about murder and relationships. She's like, I just wanted some cheese. I have read every single book in that entire series. Gross. I know. I had the flu. I was out for probably four days and I read every single Leslie Langtree book. They're the perfect sick day books because I was like falling in and out of sleeping, just like laying on the bed 
And I read them all. Yeah, because you were delirious and didn't know. I liked them. I thought they were fun. They're terrible. They weren't that bad, but they weren't. No, but they're like they're they're fluff. They're fun fluff. It was a perfect sick day book. If you're ever homesick with the flu, read everything by Leslie Langtree. Yeah. Speaking of fluff, and speaking of in and out of sleep, my most forgettable book is actually pretty recent. It's called The Sweetest Thing. And the only thing I remember about it is that it's a relationship book about a woman with a B&B. And for a while, hearing me talk about it, because uh, I went back and listened, I was like, these memories are of you, Susan, reading this yeah. book, not of me reading this book. Because we've met, read so many rom-coms where there's a bread and breakfast. And actually, in that episode, I create a quiz for you to see if you can guess the plot beats and you can yeah and so since it's so easy to guess it is very easy to forget apparently and i'm pretty sure in that one i started skipping around but i don't know for a fact because that's how forgettable it is this is the one with the professional sailor boyfriend and the nas retired nascar driver ex-boyfriend not to be confused with the professional bull rider boyfriend from a different book or the multiple professional athletes from other books. So was that the one that was written by a country singer? No, that was The Sweet By and By, which was about a woman going back home, and it turned out her dad wasn't dead. And, or no, no, not going back home. She met a guy, and we like pick it up when they're about to get married, and she owns an antique shop, as opposed to the knitting shop from the Knit Cats, as opposed to the bookshop from Otherworld. There's only like five jobs for women in books. It's true. Like, Was the sweetest thing the one where the woman used to be a model, but then she no, had kids? No, that's She's Gone Country with the professional bull rider boyfriend. The, sweet, the sweetest thing is where she's starting a, a B&B with her two sisters, and she's the controlling one. And she's got the free-range sister on one hand and the one that's starting to get tied down on the other hand. Was it a murder mystery? No, it was just a romance book. It is utterly and completely I don't remember that at all. I know, and we listened to part of the episode. I give you, like, turns out she was pregnant by this sailor dude, and, and then she went and got married to the NASCAR dude, and then there's a, like gardener of hers is a hispanic kid and he gets his girlfriend pregnant or something and the two male leads are in this like oh, competitiveness we're gonna get the girl kind of thing and then they climb a tree and throw apples at each other are you sure that you didn't read this book that we read this book at all none of it sounds familiar i know about the apples thing because it was completely contrived as a way to get one of them hurt and in the hospital because I remember I skipped around and was reading backwards to that part in the book to find out why they're in the hospital. Any of this at all? Was this the one where it was like two books in one? No. Where one was really long and then there was another really short one at the end? No, not at all. This is Al Gore Rhythms, episode twenty-four. Sue and Mick and Sue checked each other out. Pretty much the same exact book, thanks to romance novels Penshaw for being paint by numbers. Mick gives Sue a quiz while Sue releases classified inner information. I can't even remember. This is the one where she, your girl, dates a CIA guy, and he tells everyone that he's in the CIA. Oh, that he's an undercover cop. Yeah, that was the one you had. So I read. I read it happened one wedding. 
I don't remember your book at all. The sweetest thing is the most forgettable thing, I guess. Okay, well, my most forgettable was called Blood and Silver. It was about shifters. And the oh, only yeah, I remember thing like that I remember about it. Badass guy on the front. Yeah, the only thing that I really remember about this book was that at the end, there was a T-Rex. Oh, yeah, and it just got dispatched really yeah. easily. Yeah, somebody shifted into the T-Rex and he, like, killed it, like, immediately. Yep, and then so all of a sudden there was a T-Rex, and then all of a sudden there wasn't a T-Rex anymore. He was cursed in some way, right? This guy had to do his job. Um, I don't think he was cursed, but I think he felt obligated because his family died. Oh, uh, that chestnut. Yeah. Well, for you, I'm going to ask you this question. My wife, Sue, mm-hmm. what is the least forgettable book that you have read? The one that pops in your mind the most often? Crimson Vale. Oh, the other wild book. Yeah. I thought those were off the table. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, like, we have to mention them at some point. Yeah, we've read a couple of them. Um, I would say in in bad terms, Midnight Sins, but like in good terms, I do find myself thinking about dead girls are easy from time to time. You mean by Terry one. Gary? Terry Gary. The non-scary Terry yep. Gary? Very scary Terry Gary. Oh, I better be wary. Of Terry Gary. That was a good one. That one made me happy. It was bonkers, and I think that's why I think about it a lot, because there were so many different pieces of that that were batshit crazy. <laughs> um, my most unforgettable book is pretty recent, so maybe I'll start forgetting it, but as of now, it still haunts me to this day, and it is Jungle Freakin' Bride. <laughs> because Sue got it into her mind that for some reason we should be allowed to download Kindle Smut and force each other to read it instead of I classic literature. I going to be that smutty. Okay, classic literature Bear meets girl, spiders bite. I didn't pick a NASCAR holiday too. Yeah, I picked that one. That was pretty sweet. Um, I didn't pick the bear meets girl one. That was Matt and Meg. That was our first couples challenge. Um, Jungle freaking bride, the MMF themed romance smut book on the Kindle that starred such witty repartee as holy freaking hotness. Holy freaking hotness. And. All sorts of different craziness and badness and terrible things. Um, as I'm looking in here, some stuff that stands out to me is Grim Space, the novel that apparently has a following and like Tumblr, Tumblr fan art that didn't, nice. yeah, that I didn't mind that much, but that was just like, all of these are so D and D a lot of the ways. Yeah. Oh, and we can't leave out the time that I read uh, an Appetite for Murder about the food critic who solves a crime mm-hmm. and come up with the best episode title ever. Law and hors d'oeuvres. That was a pretty great episode title, Mick. I was very proud of that one. Uh, My honorable mentions were The Accidental Werewolf. That was the one with the color wheel, the girl. Oh, color me. Yep. Surprise. Color me everything. And um, she turned into a werewolf. That was a good one. Kind of. Yeah, I I got uh, in the same thing, The Queen of Babel. That might be the worst written book, including Midnight Sins. Yeah, that one was pretty atrocious. Just to have to deal with. Um, Also, this was a couples challenge one picked out by Michelle and Matt, but made for a rock star. Oh, yeah, where it just ended. That was, I think that might have been the worst ending. I never thought I would want, I'd be mad that that a Bibliovile book ended so quickly. 
Yeah. And so suddenly, but it's like this, what, like 150, 175 mm-hmm. page. It's a pretty short book, but still. All of a sudden, just done. Yeah. Romance book about this rock star wants to sleep with this lady and she's not gonna. And then they do once and the book ends. That's think, it. You can be my co-star anytime. I think that book would have gotten the award for worst ending and then also worst individual character for the, rock, the rock star guy. the worst one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there were any individual characters in any of these. Books I don't know. That were uh, Sleeping than with that. Beauty, the one about the high school reunion where she tries oh, to get yeah. all made up. The main character in that one is pretty terrible. Um, I don't know. I had to read Fifty Shades of Grey. I just want to throw that one out there again. Thanks, Charles. I was going to say that one wasn't my fault. That was all Charles. Maybe read Ann Coulter. I know that one was my fault. I'm sorry. I, I, I For a while, I did not know if our marriage was going to recover from that. I didn't know if our podcast was. I knew our marriage was. <laughs> um, so sorry we didn't get ready for this actual episode in time. I'm not going to edit this, so prepare for like yawns and burps and stuff. Uh, but we just wanted to give a shout out, especially a, a, a look back on the last oh, two years. Yeah. We didn't even bring up like... How I Married a Duke that I read before Those we started doing the podcast. And, yeah, yeah, Sonnet to a Dead Contessa. Yeah, all that good stuff. So, we, good uh, Hope you've all enjoyed this trip down memory lane. Yeah, I hope you recognize each and every book and you were screaming at us like, no, that book's the one where this happens. Because I'm sure you guys remember the books better than we do. Actually, <laughs> Michelle probably does remember the books better than we do. Yeah, well, our brains are full of like reading them, not f- listening to us. <laughs> Uh, but that's all it's going to be tonight. So pretty short little entry. It's like a 99% invisible where nothing interesting happens. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, the intro music to our I'm podcast. probably not going to put the real intro music in on here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I love all of you so much. Good night. Bodies in the floor.